Hello, welcome to Dr. Colbert's podcast. I'm Mary Colbert, Divine Health. And I'm Don Colbert. Welcome to our second live podcast here that we're doing on Facebook. And we're doing Beyond Beyond Keto. We're going to do three, and we may do them every time in the future. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. If Um, they want it. Yeah. So this is number two. We're talking about Don's new book, Beyond Keto. And if you missed the first podcast, go in and watch it. It's full of amazing information, and I think it'll help you. So we're excited, Don, because this is the year, I truly believe, 2022, I believe that this is the year that the godly, the God-fearing, the God-loving people whose hearts and minds mm-hmm. are fully His are going to write like cream. They're going to rise to the top. And those that have compromised and those whose right. hearts are not fully sold on him, they got one foot in the world, one foot out of the world, you know, in the church. Right. You know, you're compromising. You, you kind of do it. You sort of do it. You have to do it. Unfortunately, those are going to be the ones that are going to be like the wayside. They're going to fall by the wayside. Right. So you determine that. That's what's so amazing, Don, right. is that we have been given the power as a believer sure. to make that choice. Absolutely. It's not like God chooses it. He yeah. says, you choose it. You're you right. make that choice. You and choose life or now, you choose death. What happened? I know I'm talking a lot, so bear with me. Uh, because Don has never had a weight issue in his life. <laughs> um, so he has never. I've lived a crucified he life. He has lived a crucified life. <laughs> a fasted life. life. So he is not, he is void of the temptations that the majority of us walk through. Oh, oh let me so, just tell you something. Uh, uh, we had the best barbecue place across the street from my office for years, my old office. And patients would come in and say, Dr. Colbert, I went there. You told me how good it was. And yet I, I ate their red velvet cake. I said, red velvet cake? I said, what do choices, you mean? I never choices. even saw that. No. And so then I made a mental note to go and look for it. And there it was right by the checkout. And I never even noticed it. And I saw this big, huge red velvet cake. I walked right past it and never gave it the time of day because there's no temptation. Because I look at that and I see when you eat that, you're choosing death. You're choosing diabetes. You're choosing Alzheimer's. You're choosing heart disease. You're choosing obesity. You're choosing stroke. You're choosing every major disease. So it doesn't even tempt me. I see too many people die of disease, kidney disease, sugar is one of the main triggers for it. Uh, heart disease, one of the main triggers, sugar, Alzheimer's, sugar. It's sugar, sugar, sugar. So I, it doesn't even tempt me. But, but Mary, what I was really sobering was yesterday I was just writing down a few little notes. I was just looking, you know, researching. And according to the CDC, 2017 to 2018, they had to reconfigure their obesity stats because now here in the U.S., 42.4% of our population is obese, which is greater than 30% BMI or greater than a 30 BMI. So what this means, now back in 1960, only 13.4% of the population was obese. Look at that, 1960, 13.4%. Now, 42.4, almost 30% increase from 1960 to 2021, or that was actually a stat from 2017, 2018. Now it's probably 45 to 50%. We don't have those stats. It, it, it lags behind a few years. So again, what we're seeing is we're seeing a huge 
boost in obesity. But let me tell you why. People are saying, why this huge increase in obesity? It's very simple. The average person eats 133 pounds of wheat flour. Flour. What is flour? Well, it's bread. It's bagels. It's pretzels. It's pasta. It's most cereals are made of wheat. 133 pounds of wheat flour a year per person. But we also consume approximately 130 pounds of sugar per person per year, which is approximately 13 tablespoons of sugar per day. That's nuts. When you add those together, 133 pounds of flour per year, 130 pounds of sugar per year, that's 160, or 263 pounds of sugar and flour. No wonder the wheat flour converts to sugar, but it also has some powerful inflammatory proteins in it including gluten, gliadin, and wheat germagglutinin that makes us fat. Uh, wheat bread and white bread, all kinds of bread, make us fat. When you are eating bread, you are choosing to be fat. That's why when we go to a restaurant and they always come by, well, here's your bread, and I say, no, thank you. Now, used to you'd, say, you'd accept it, but now Mary even says, no, thank you, because now she knows. When you choose to eat bread and pasta and biscuits and bagels and pretzels, and cereals, most all cereals, and cakes, and cookies. That's wheat. But when you combine the wheat and the sugar, it's a double whammy. You're asking for type 2 diabetes. You're asking for weight gain. And that weight goes usually to the belly fat because you get high insulin. You get insulin resistance. And the body's program, when you eat that food, destroy the fat in the belly. And then you get heart disease and high triglycerides and your high blood pressure and stroke. And it weakens the immune system because sugar is cancer's favorite food. So you're inviting cancer into your body. You're sowing all of these tears into your body and you're reaping disease. And you're wondering why you get cancer and heart disease and diabetes and obesity and dementia. You're sowing the seeds for these diseases. And yet the church doesn't get it. Yeah. And so... well. Because I have lived this and I have walked through this, I have a I have a perspective and a view on it that's unique in one re- regard, and that is, I live with a man who's highly disciplined. He is very very. I mean, temptation in certain foods is just not an issue with him. And you know how the Bible talks about the more opposite you are, the more called you are. So. <laughs> I am the complete opposite of that in that everything tempted me. <laughs> it's like I'm Eve in the garden. Everything tempted me. <laughs> I wanted to eat up every tree in the garden. Um, so, <laughs> I, I, so Eve and I have a lot in common. And so I totally get that. And, and she tries to get that. me to eat it, too. And I said, no, yeah, but, I because mean, I, I've seen... What happens when you sow that seed? I see the disease. I see the people Listen, dying. I am so guilty of that. I am. No, I cannot be mad at Eve one bit <laughs> because when it talked about in the scriptures and she gave to Adam who was with her. So we'll be <laughs> e- eating at dinner and I'd be, oh, but Don, just try this. Try a little, little bite. bite. I it's said, so no. <laughs> I said, in fact, the scripture now for all you men and women that need a scripture to help you resist the devil is James 4, 7. But it says, submit yourself to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. And how did 
Jesus speak to the devil. And I believe it's is Matthew or Mark chapter 4, when, when Satan came to tempt Jesus and said, if you be the Son of God, turn these stones into bread. Well, Jesus resisted him with the word of God. Mm-hmm. And he says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So again, we have to take the word of God and resist him. Yes, and I'm a, since we're in the garden, and, and Adam <laughs> well, if you're and, in the garden, eat the Adam eat the Eve, veggies in the garden and Adam the berries. And Eve here, we're sitting and analyzing. <laughs> I'd like to just shed a little bit of light on something that you may have never heard before. And if you will read in Genesis, Adam was uh, Eve was nowhere around, and she was nowhere created when God gave the instruction to Adam, "Do not eat of this tree." She wasn't created. So she has no idea about that. So someone Mm -hmm. had to tell her what God said. Now you go all the way to the end of Revelation. And in Revelation it says, if you add one thing to this book or take away, all the curses that are written in this book will be added to you. I am of the belief, I can't prove it, but I am of the belief. This is Mariology. This is Mariology. It's her theology. That when (laughs) Eve was created... Adam is watching her. And ladies, you you know what I'm talking about. Men, you know what I'm talking about. Take a woman to the mall. She cannot keep her hands to herself. <laughs> she has to feel everything, touch everything, pick up, smell. The man can sit there and watch and never touch a thing. Yeah, I go in there and boom, I get it, I'm gone. Five minutes. Boom. Me, I walk through. I'm, my hands are touching the feeling of that right. material. I'm going by the perfume, smelling that perfume. So we are feely, touchy creations. Yes. Now, Adam's watching this. Sure. And he's like, oh, this is a problem. <laughs> so I am of the belief he takes her over to the tree and he says, Eve, you cannot eat of this tree. And he added something to what God said because God did not say this. Neither can you touch it. So someone added to what God said, because he didn't tell Adam you couldn't touch it. Well, Adam knew she was touchy-feely, She's just touchy like feely. you. Women are so touchy-feely. So what he feely. did is he added to that line, neither can you touch it. And how do we know that? Because she says to Satan when he's tempting her, no, God has said we cannot eat of this, neither can we touch it. Well, Satan was cunning, and he knew Adam hadn't been told you can't touch it. And if you read, it says, and when she saw it was for good, what was she doing? He thought, if I can just get it in her hand and nothing happens, she will question everything she's been told. So now it's in her hand because it says, and when she saw it was good, she is holding that sucker. (laughs) And now she's questioning everything she was told. So she eats. Right. Now, what's amazing to me is that Adam's with her, and not to pass off anything to Adam, but I'm of the belief Adam added to what God said, and that did set a precedence because fear entered him, and he added to by saying, don't even touch it. So I believe it's important that we try to stay within the perimeters of what God hath said and his word. And there is safety and not add to or take away anything that God has said. But I'm telling you, 
as a believer in Jesus Christ, you you stand with what God says and you are safe. Right. You are safe. And I promise you, you'll be safe because his Amen. word will not return void. Now, with me, I was this yo-yo. I'm a yo-yo, up and down, up and down with Mary my weight. Mary is a touchy-feely, even touchy with her food. Yep, she loves every, to touch right. and feel and taste the food. And then when I saw with COVID and I learned about people that are obese, those seemed Dying, to be the yeah. ones who were more likely to be taken out. Yes. They were set up to be taken out. I got a, ta- I got a check. I was you got like, a wake-up call. I had a wake-up call, and I knew, because it's different when you have the knowledge and you disobey it. I have a lot of knowledge living with this man. Right now, I was in the midst of writing a book, Beyond Keto, and I said, Mary, let me help you with this. And, <laughs> and I, I was, I, There's no helping me, Don. You know right, that. But you, you had to be convinced that you were ready and you and wanted I, it. I, you know what? i got to right. tell people, and I appreciate this. You know, we've been married 40 years, and he had to resist trying to instruct me. I mean, right. it was... It, she wouldn't it, receive it. You I, wouldn't receive it at that time. No, because I questioned everything. <laughs> I questioned everything. So I was Eve. I'm telling you, I was Eve in the garden. I questioned everything. So You're a little carnal. I was a little carnal. Okay. That's a, lot, right. a little carnal on a these areas. Carnal. A lot carnal. <laughs> but what I admired is he he kept his mouth shut. I did. Hey, you this know. is important, guys. Listen, this, this, you need to do I, this. Let the Holy even, Spirit speak you to your do wife. You not even know what a miracle that, that was. That was a miracle. I had to bite my tongue many times yeah, very, when she was eating that dessert or that well, I did. chocolate. No, well, hold or, on, hold on. I was not a real bad eater. No, know, it wasn't in that I, I knew to eat good. My problem became I ate too much of it. You did. You did. That was You'd what eat the amount I would eat. I ate too much, even if it was good. Yeah. And that's where I had to learn and get a check. And bread and starches. Because you and yeah. I would right. sit down to eat, and I'd eat the same amount yeah, of food. And you're, you're right. this 6'3", you know, 200-pound man. Right. And I was eating the same quantity, same amount, <laughs> you know, and thinking. Um, but yet he was working out all the time. Right, sure. Not me. <laughs> Not me. No, not at all. Okay, so there a few things happened, and I hope this will help some of you. That's right. First thing that happened is I had a dream. Well, yeah, there's your had, aha moment, we call it, or epiphany. No, I literally, God gave me a dream, Good. and he let me see myself thin again. Wow. How God. I used to be, my size 8 and my St. Wow. John's. He let me so see, my, which I'm in today. <laughs> so he let me see myself as I used to be in this dream, but it was me today. It was me wow. today. Wow. So I saw it. So now, first thing you've got to do is you've got to get a vision. And your this imagination. is so important because this is the key is. to achieving your miracle, especially for weight loss. You have got to get a vision of yourself at the weight you want to be. Period. Now, Not some what people somebody say, else wants. Yeah, some people say, wait, that was when I was a teenager. I don't care. Get a picture of yourself Whatever it is. Get whatever it is. Ask God to give you the imagination. Close your eyes. And see you yourself have at that You have got way. to be able to really see it. I could see it. It was so real. It was, I got up and I went and looked at myself in the mirror because it was so real. It was as if something supernatural had happened overnight. And I thought, I'm skinny again. I'm thin again. And I went back and looked in the mirror and reality hit. 
But you know what you did? You conceived that miracle. I did. That was the conception of her miracle right then when she she had that dream and saw herself. She could see herself. And when you do have that vision, you have to sometimes close your eyes and meditate on that. As you meditate on it, literally, just like a woman's pregnant, when you conceive, you don't see anything. But right. then about three months later, okay. you see a little bulge, right. six months, all of a sudden, boom, you see it. Okay. So number two, I got the vision. Boy, the vision was real. Now, I'm standing looking at myself naked in the mirror. It was not a pretty sign. <laughs> it was not a pretty sign. <laughs> and I just remember standing there and looking at myself going, Mary, what in the world? What, how have you let yourself go this far? And I looked back at myself, and I heard the Holy Ghost, and this is what he said to me. Mary, when? When? Do you know that's an important question? When? When? And I looked back at myself, and I said, I'm not putting it off one minute, and you shouldn't either. And I looked back at myself, and I said, today. Amen. Today. That is it. Today. So I go in to Don. I said, Don, I, got, I know I don't eat that bad. I know what I eat. I know what right. I take in. Mm-hmm. I said, but man, it is, I, I'm at a critical point here. I know I'm over 30 pounds overweight. That is a, that is a COVID magnet. I've mm-hmm. got this. I've never been this heavy, even pregnant with my boys. Mm-hmm. I never was this heavy. And so I was like, I couldn't believe I had allowed myself to go this far. So I, I began asking the Holy Spirit, I, I know what to do, and I need you to bring to my remembrance things that I've learned, things that I know, and I am going to exercise exactly those things, and I'm not going to put it off one day. I'm starting today. So remember, I sat down with you, and I said, okay, Don, I said, number one, how many calories does it take for a woman to burn fat? How many calories? 3,500 calories deficit will burn a pound of fat. Okay. So then I said, well, how many calories should a woman take in to just maintain her weight? About 2,000. Okay. So now I'm listening and I'm thinking, okay, so if I want to maintain, I got to stay around 2,000 calories. So that means if I want to lose, I got to come back 1,000. So then my next question to him was, how many calories does it take to burn a pound? It takes a lot of calories to burn a pound. It's going to take you hours of exercise. No, no, no. How many calories burns a pound? You told me 3,500. Oh, 3,500. But that's that's a lot of exercise. I know. That's going to be hours of exercise. So I sat down. This is, lady, y'all going to follow me here because it works. I'm telling you, it works. So I sat there and I said, okay, so if 2,000 maintains and I go to 1,000 calories a day and I need to burn 3,500 calories in order to lose a pound, I have got to increase my my exercise. Mm -hmm. So I thought I'm coming back to 1,000 calories a Mm -hmm. day. I'm going to watch everything I eat. I'm going to restrain because I became determined. I'm like, this is it. I am tired of being overweight. I'm tired of not fitting in my clothes. I am tired of not feeling like I feel. I'm done today. I begin today. So that was important. So then I began. 
Walking. Walking. Right. Three miles a day. Now, this is easier than you think. You clock out in your car a mile and a half one way. If, if you live on the beach, walk, walk with your watch 30 minutes in one direction and turn around and walk 30 minutes back. And that's all you got to do a day. You need to walk one hour, which is equivalent to three miles, lady, the average. Now, men can walk faster, but for women, an average of one hour walking is a three-mile three walk. So you go. But, but they may want to start with just 30 minutes or even 20 minutes. Start somewhere. Yeah, just but start. But this is your yeah. goal. Right. Three miles a day. Now, when you do that, do you know if you walk three miles a day, you burn 500 calories? Approximately, yeah. Yes. That's all. At a brisk pace. Just not I'm just not, a nice, not, a not like a, a shopping. Like I'd get my phone. Room. I listen to the Bible. I listen to the mm -hmm. word of God. I'm listening to teaching. I take my phone. That's my prayer walk. That's my prayer time. I go out and I know I'm burning 500 calories. I'm like, okay, I got this. So five. But also, yeah, what you would do calories. too, Mary, you wouldn't eat. You would do some intermittent fasting Now that too. comes next. Yeah. That was right. my next thing. So I'm walking to three miles, burning 500 calories a day. I've come back to 1,000 calories of eating. I'm watching the calorie count, healthy, healthy calorie count. Now, some women can cut back to 1,500, 1,600 and still lose. It'll just be slower. But right. you were losing like a pound every three days, two to three days. That, that's exactly what I was doing. Yeah. I, I mean, I, and then the fourth thing, so I'm exercising. I'm watching the calorie count. Uh, now I'm. Your last meal was usually before six. Well, p.m. what I that was that was one of the things that's really critical because right. I I had to go back and examine why right. am I gaining weight? I'm eating pretty healthy. What is the problem here? And the problem is Don gets out of work at seven. We'd go well, eat. Six, yeah, six. I'd go work out too, yeah. and then we'd end up eating around seven, seven thirty, right? Eight o'clock at night, and we're in bed by nine. Mayor was 10. eating what I was eating two thousand calories and I'm like, a meal. Duh. <laughs> I'm going to bed after eating. So I quit eating after 6 p.m. I told Don, I mm -hmm. said, I can't eat with you anymore. I cannot right. eat with you. If it's past 6, you are going to eat by yourself because I cannot right. sit and watch you eat. The other thing I did is I took our fiber at night oh, this after was huge. eating at this 6. This was huge. Because now I'm hungry because I'm used to about, eating late. About 8.30 or so, you would get a little. So I took our fiber about 9 o'clock at night. I'd take our fiber Sustain me between eight and sleep. nine, yeah, yeah, every night. Kill my and, and take like a heaping scoop, a heaping or more, even a, two scoops because okay. it fills you up. And then the next thing I did, I'm telling you everything I did. Next thing I did is I didn't eat anything till one o'clock in the afternoon. So from 6 p.m. until one o'clock the following day, I refused to take any food in, I was determined. But the things that helped me is I took our collagen in the morning for breakfast. Now, the collagen gives you your thick, healthy right. hair. So and it helps weight, skin, hair, nails. You don't lose your hair because yep. as you joints. lose weight, you, you can do that. Supports joints. Your joints for my exercise. So I'd use the chocolate or vanilla, put it in my coffee, having my keto coffee, I guess you call it. And then I would have that as mine until 1 p.m. Mm -hmm. And many times I'd end up at Wendy's. I'm for their salad, right. To get their grilled chicken apple pecan salad mm -hmm. with their you loved it. vinaigrette dressing. <laughs> and I'd and add a little olive oil to and it. And I'd add some <laughs> olive oil to right. it. And then also, 
Later in the afternoon, I would eat half an apple. I believe in apples. Also, you'd eat some nuts sometimes at I'd night. I'd eat yeah. a handful of pecans, yeah. handful of cashews or right. something, nuts in the afternoon for snacks. It's Mediterranean-type diet. And then we'd diet. go to dinner. Right. And I, by this time, I figured up how many calories I've had so far. It'd be about 500. And I'd go to dinner. I think, okay, I've got 500 more calories to do for dinner. Right. And I'd do like, oh, the best thing that was so very, very good is the soup. I would get the uh, tortilla soup, chicken without tortilla the soup, without the <laughs> chips in it. Leave the and chips out. it's got out. the avocado and the chicken, and I'd eat a bowl of avocado. And also you can pour a little olive oil in there, olive too. Olive oil in right. it. It's filling. And I couldn't eat anything else. Sure. Or I'd have chicken with a little thing of mashed potatoes. or Tiny amount. A tiny, tiny amount, like a baseball or some rice or and less chicken. Than that, yeah. and so, but now she can do that because you've reached pretty much your goal. I have. I so have. So then I'm we just add a little more carbs. Pounds away. Right. I'm a couple of pounds away from what I'd call maintain. I'm now at 1,500 calories a day. I've upped it a little bit. My exercise has gotten more intense because I'm doing weight training now to tighten and doing a few more. But there are, I mean, you do it and you just start. Just start and get going. Those are the mm-hmm. things I right. did. And I'm telling you. Not eating past 6 o'clock, walking three miles every day except Sunday. I took a, a Don made me. He goes, no, right. you need to rest you need one a rest. day. A Sabbath. You need the a Sabbath. Sabbath. You right. need to rest one day a week. So just walking. Anybody can walk. And it's simple. Track out that mile and a half one way. Turn around and walk home. But also, Mary, one of the biggest things you did, again, you would imagine yourself at that weight. You'd walk in the closet, and you'd see all those St. John's outfits when you were trim, and you would imagine yourself wearing those. I'd see you're holding those outfits up. And also, when you would get weak, you would say that I can do all All things things through Christ who strengthens me, and that's Philippians 4.19. But let me tell you something. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But guess what? He will do nothing without you. It requires your participation. It requires you to do your part. When you do your part, God is right there to meet you to do his part. What you cannot do, he will do. But what you can do, he won't do, generally speaking. Sometimes. So you have to, you know, I'd go in somewhere knowing I'm going somewhere and I would say to myself, I'd talk and say, thank you, Father. You have given me the power and the authority over the enemy. And I resist the enemy right now before I even go in here. You will not tempt me with anything that's going to cause bodily um, against the goal that I have purposed in my heart. But also, Mary, you would you wouldn't go in starving. You no. would always usually have something, some nuts or an apple. You would eat a half an apple a day or something that has right. the fiber. Or you would be prepared. I couldn't so do that a even, full apple. Even chewing gum, sugar-free gum. Yeah, I couldn't do a full apple because a full apple right. was too much high in carbs. Well, what, you, but you, you have that special apple that you just Envy. Love. Envy apples. And they if are delicious, you and you love never, them. You can get them at Walmart. <laughs> they sell them at Walmart, all the stores. Envy, E-N-V-Y. E-N-V-Y. If you have never tested an Envy apple, it's like your dessert. It became my dessert. But, Mary, like, apples are high in quercetin. Now, yeah. quercetin is one of those key nutrients that protects us against COVID. Right. And so foods that are high in quercetin are apples and onions. 
And these are, uh, again, that's a powerful supplement, but it also has the fiber in it. It has phytonutrients, antioxidants in it, so it's really good for you. Now, again, a half an apple smart because too much is a little bit too much fructose if you're trying to lose weight. But, right. But now, once you achieve your goal, a full apple a day is fine, and you get the fiber with it and all that good quercetin. Taking our fiber at night, kill my appetite. Taking the collagen in the morning, met my morning need that I needed for something with some sort of substance. The intermittent fasting helped me gather control over my appetite. You exercise restraint. When you exercise, see, you've lived it, Don. Right. You live an exercise restraint life, and you've always been in incredible shape. You've never had to deal with it. But that's because you've ex- you it's second nature to you. It is not even an issue anymore. Right. The te- the devil has left you because he knows he can't teach right. you in this. I know. It's so part of my lifestyle. It is. So for me now, I am at the point. I am going to make it. Good. I am going to make it. I'm going to be here because I am going to exercise the restraint. I'm going to exercise the resisting the devil, and I know he is going to flee me eventually. But Mary, what you were doing, you were fasting about 15, 16 hours a night. You were doing intermittent fasting. My patients that are the healthiest are the ones who practice intermittent fasting because when you do intermittent fasting and you fast for at least 12 hours, but even better, 16 hours, you unleash the most powerful process in the body called autophagy. And I wrote a book on this years ago, uh, which is The Fasting Zone. And autophagy is, is a process when, when the body's fasting, the body goes through a process called autophagy or self-eating, where it literally, on a cellular level, it starts to clean out worn-out cells, old proteins, and recycle these proteins, break them down into amino acids so they can be recycled again and utilized. It repairs and restores the mitochondria, the energy-producing organelles or the substances in the cell, that they're like the batteries in the cell that give us energy. When you repair and restore the mitochondria, your energy comes back. Your vitality comes back. Your passion comes back. And so many people are worn out, exhausted. And as we get older, we have more and more of these senescent or damaged cells. We have more damaged mitochondria. We have more denatured proteins. It's like garbage in the cell. Autophagy literally cleans the garbage out of the cell so your energy comes forth you feel better you you have much more vitality much and literally everything starts to glow your skin your eyes your appearance everything starts to improve when you start to practice this intermittent fasting and i've literally watched that in your skin in your body in your eyes in your vitality in your energy level everything has improved since you've been following this program I, I encourage everybody, become the best you can be, the best that you can be. It's not what somebody else thinks right. you need Amen. to be. That's not what we're trying to do. You know you better than anybody. You need to become the best that you can be for your friends, your family, for the kingdom of God. You know, I have to tell you, the, you know, the word of God is very clear. He says, drunkenness and gluttony is hand in hand. They go right next to each other. It's, it's, you know, to not exercise restraint over your flesh. The Bible says it's the same as a drunkard who can't exercise control over being an alcoholic. 
So I'm not saying that to condemn you. I'm not saying that to make you feel bad. I've walked it. I've been there. I did that. I got it. But the truth is the truth. The word is the word. We want to be the greatest light, the greatest example that we can be for one reason, to increase the kingdom of God here on earth, not just in mouth, but in deed and in word and, and representation. I like what Andy Womack says, you know, for many of us, if we got arrested for being a Christian, they'd find a hard time. Wouldn't be enough evidence to convict you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So right. let's don't be guilty of that That's in right. our word and actions in our life. Let's let's really exercise what we know to be true this Amen. year in 22 and become, let your cream rise to the top. Be the best that you can be. Thank you for listening well, to us. Well, hold on first. We're at the get, end. We, we want them to get pregnant with the vision. Get your yes. vision. Get your picture of yourself weighing the gold weight, what you want to weigh, confess it out, but see it, meditate on it, get pregnant with the vision of you being slender. And then you submit yourself to God, resist the devil. He'll flee. He'll come at you. He'll tempt you. I guarantee you. But you you. speak the word out and you keep that vision before your eyes and see yourself wearing those clothes that you want to fit in and just keep seeing the vision and speaking the vision out. And then do these five little things we discussed. They're real simple. Determine in your heart now, today, that you are not going to let the enemy kick you off this goal. No matter what comes at you. I don't care if it's finances, out of control kids, marriages. I don't care. You determine right now whatever the enemy tries to throw at you to get you depressed, to turn to food, to comfort you, that you purpose in your heart today, no, no devil, you are not going to do this another year in my life. And just resist him. And And you can do all things. You can. Through Christ who strengthens you. That's the truth. You You can. can. And we believe it. And we're standing with you. And beyond keto is your roadmap. That's what Mary followed. She achieved the success, and we want to help you achieve the same success. God bless you.